This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We continue our coverage of today's national budget that was delivered by Finance Minister Inokotongwana. Of course, many mixed reactions there, but we know it's an election year. We never expected too much boldness coming out of it. But there were some very interesting developments and joining us to unpack uh, the perspective of, of the budget from business uh, is Busi Mavoso, who's CEO at BLSA. Busi, always a pleasure. Good evening to you. Good evening, Noltando. Thank you very much for inviting me. Was he overall keen to get, uh, you know, your sentiments uh, now that we've had this uh, national budget presented to us? How is a business receiving it? In all terms, I think the minister honestly delivered a very strong budget that was even stronger on fiscal discipline that, than most of us thought she would uh, do. Obviously, it being an electioneering year or an election year, rather, you're expecting that there's going to be a lot of populism. <laughs> And politicians, as they often do, you know, making promises and commitments that we cannot fulfill, but he didn't actually fall into that trap. So good as for him, in as far as that is concerned, he didn't go overboard and he committed government to just the right level of spending, uh, given the weak economic outlook, you know. And this is positive for business because we need reassurance that fiscal discipline will be maintained, despite the pressure for increased spending from many quarters of government. But I think as you would have seen on the fiscal side, I think we really need to acknowledge that we are in trouble as a country, guys. You know, he was realistic that economic growth is going to remain subdued in the short term. Uh, the sharp deterioration in the tax revenue collection, you know, to 1.73 trillion rands was lower than estimated. The budget deficit has worsened mm-hmm. from the estimated 4% to 4.9%, which is very concerning. So now our debt service costs you know, are up by 16 billion rands, meaning from the revenue that we get as a country, more than 20% of that revenue goes to paying not even the capital, not even the debt itself, just interest. So that should keep us awake at night as South Africans. You know, the debt to GDP ratio is up to 75%. It hasn't been at this level since 1947. So that just tells you how deep in it we are as a country. But I think the positive surprise was that there will be a primary supply this year. And I think that is a strong indicator to business that government is delivering on, manage, on, on trying to manage its debt, uh, debt levels, which is good and which is positive for business sentiments. So um, I think that was, uh, the fiscal side was a concern. It mm-hmm. really tried its best. Uh, but I think yeah, he did what he could with what he has. Uh, and to balance the books, they are now going to dip into the gold and foreign mm. exchange contingency reserve account. You know, this is very concerning. But when you look at it, Noltando, you will see that we really didn't have a choice mm. as a country. Now, this is the reserve bank account, uh, 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 um, uh, which captures the gains and losses on the South Africa's foreign uh, currency reserve transactions. And that account has grown to more than 500 billion rents. And government now is resorting to dipping its hands, you know, and taking out 150 billion rents to try to deal with these high debt servicing costs as well as the high budget deficit that we've actually spoken about. But I think it's going to be very important that we can't make this, 
you know, um, we, we, a habit of going in and dipping our money in there. You know, this money has to be given with very strict and comfortable conditions. And it should be made clear that the function of the foreign reserves is to protect the country from international crises and maintain its credibility in the international financial system. If we are not going to be careful about maintaining discipline in as far as this is concerned, we are going to be a Zimbabwe, period. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not going to have a buffer to be able to deal, you know, with the... Um, um, uh, um, what the rent going up and down as it actually does, you know. So we need to have sufficient buffers to absorb the current rate, uh, the, the, the exchange rate swings, you know, and the solvency of the Reserve Bank should not be compromised while this is done. So overall, I think it did a decent job. Mm-hmm. I, I was irritated about the, uh, the NHI, of course, you know, is allocating $1.4 billion mm-hmm. to, 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 to it to prevent for the structures of its establishment. Now, Noltando, we know that this is not in any way enough. The Minister of Health has said we need 200 billion rand to be able to get the current hospital infrastructure system to be able to deal with NHI. 200 billion, they've allocated 1.4 billion. It's a useless exercise. Mm-hmm. This money is not going to go any far in terms of, you know, preparing the structures that they're talking about. This is 1.4 billion that could have been sent somewhere, you know, in our budget. It could have gone to social grants. It could have gone to reducing the debt. It could have gone, because now you're going to spend 1.4 billion rands when you need 200 billion rands. Mm-hmm. It's not even a drop in the ocean. It's not even going to make a dent. It's not even going to make a plausible and a, 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 what a change that we're going to be able to see. But I think it's also more um, stupid, really, because we know that the NHI will never be implemented. You know, so it's not a smart move, you know, given the tough economic climate and the tough juggling act that the minister has to do. But we have stated this before as business. This bill is unworkable. There is no capacity of funding to implement it. It will be embroiled in litigation on several fronts, including its constitutionality, and this is not going to go anywhere. And what's going to happen to the $1.4 billion that they've allocated mm-hmm. and whatever other monies that they are going to allocate to this going forward, they're actually going to go down the drain. So this is tantamount to flushing this $1.4 billion in the toilet where they could be utilizing it, you know, on more important things. But overall, honestly, well done to the minister. Mm-hmm. He has really presented a solid budget with a realistic approach to addressing the country's core problems while maintaining a credible path to reducing our sovereign debt. He has held firm against populist measures and has made sure that we remain on track to lift ourselves out of this economic rut and the sub-investment grade, which remains a huge impediment to our economic growth. Pussy, this budget is also quite mum on issues of SOEs. Keen to get your thoughts there. Uh, I think it is uh, something that we don't see often. Uh, the finance minister not going into extensive details about bailing uh, those entities out. As he should. I think that was actually brilliant on his part because we knew that bailing these SOEs out was supposed to be an intervention just to give them a lifeline to get them out of the problems that they are in. But I think, remember, last year he gave them 47, Transnet in particular, mm-hmm. gave them 47 billion rent, you know, on government guarantees. And we have this public-private partnership where business is coming to the party and we have put in place this Transnet uh, freight rail or transport and logistics roadmap that is actually supposed to make sure that we implement interventions that are going to make sure that Transnet becomes or comes back to profitability. So let's implement those interventions. You know, uh, the money, the, the, the time of handing out 
bailouts, you know, which don't come with conditions, you know, and they keep on coming back for more, whatever the case is. This is forcing the SOEs to actually find a way of commercializing, you know, the product that they sell and their businesses. Because then, how long is this piece of string? You know, ESCOM and Transnet and any of them should not be getting any bailouts. If the current model, you know, that they are using, business model that they are using, Noltando, is not generation, generating profits, then it means they are actually in the wrong or they are doing it the wrong way. You can't start a business which is going to give you a deficit, you know, year in, year out. You therefore need to go back and say, what am I doing wrong? Should I be focusing my energy somewhere? Should I be changing my business model so that I can generate profits? And that is what ESCOM and Transnet and all of them are being forced to do. So it's good that the minister didn't actually give them any bailout and we should actually just continue on this trajectory. And then I must ask you about growth here. We saw, uh, you know, 2023 growth being revised down to 0.6%. Uh, but also, uh, we also saw that uh, forecast for 2024 is 1.3% leading up to 1.6%. We know government is often uh, more generous uh, than uh, what it actually, what might be factual here, we we'll see. But uh, 1.3% looks at what we're working with. You know, it's, it's actually very concerning. 0.6% growth. Our population is growing at 1.6%. So can you see how much in trouble we are? Mm. It means that we are getting poorer as a nation year in, year out. Because for us to be able to remain on par, our economic growth needs to be at the level of the population growth. So it means that we continue, you know, to be in this slippery slope and in this structural deficit that we've been in as a country for quite some time. So that is actually concerning. And that actually growth has been revised down, remember, from 0.8% to 0.6%. So for us to be able to make a dent on the, you saw the unemployment figures come out last year, we are now sitting at 32%, if I'm not mistaken, extended definition of, of unemployment is now sitting at 23 or 44 percent. We have more people that are unemployed in Ultando than those that are employed in all the provinces except Gauteng and the Western Cape. We are not going to be able to get our people to participate in the economic mainstream and find employment when we are growing at 0.6 percent. The right levels of growth that will enable that we deal with unemployment are sitting at between 3 and 5 percent. So you can imagine that we need to grow fourfold or five if you're just looking at 3% economic growth. So we need to do a lot, you know, as a country to be able to get there. But remember, the IMF actually uh, 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 raised the alarm, alarm bells, I think about two weeks ago, saying that Transnet is seriously compromising the economic growth of South Africa at the moment. And they first went ahead and actually revised our economic growth down to say that while Transnet can't get the goods to market, you know, while companies can't get their goods into South Africa because they are stuck at the Transnet ports, you know, while Transnet loses money because uh, shipping lines like Maersk have taken a decision that they are not going to land at Cape Town and Devon, they are going to go to Mauritius, that is revenue that should be coming to South Africa, but it's no longer coming into South Africa precisely because of the issues you know, of of transit. So while we have those issues, forget about the economic growth growing at the right levels. And you would have seen, you know, part of the deficit, you know, that we actually posted as a country was the sharp deterioration on the tax revenue collection, which means that companies are not making money. Companies' 
revenues are declining. If my revenues are declining, it means my profits are declining. And if my profits are declining because government is taxing me on the profits, government is therefore getting less than what they would have gotten if I would have made higher profits. So this is the impact of load shedding. This is the impact of sitting for 10 hours without electricity as a business being forced to produce less than what you would ordinarily produce, you know, had you not had load shedding. You know, this is the impact of producing goods and not being able to get them out to the market. This is the impact of trying to get goods, importing goods into the country and then sitting for four months and tra- transnet and you are not able to, 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 to generate sales as a business. Therefore, your revenues are dipping and therefore your profits are dipping. So there is the interconnectedness, you know, of how. So when we make noise and jump up and down about the, the deteriorating network industries and the infrastructure, it's precisely because this is what it equates to. And therefore, you sit with these huge levels of domestic instability because people People, you know, are saying enough and no more. Something is going to have to give. You know, we can't continue on this trajectory. I don't. Is it Amplas or which company was it yesterday saying that they are actually shedding? Did they say thirty-five thousand jobs? Yes. Can you imagine what that is actually going to do to our economy? So that is the impact of a transnet of an ESCOM and of a government that is actually not uh, uh, stepping up to the plate, you know, and forcing these companies to actually uh, uh, implement the turnarounds as quickly as they actually could. So um, we are in for a very rough ride as a country. We well, are going to get out of it, but Noltango is going to get worse before it gets better. Well, Busi, always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for unpacking this for us. It's been a pleasure hearing from you. Thank you. Thank Wonderful. You. That was Busi Mavuso from Business Leadership South Africa. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.